Welcome and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Dot Mill Docs, the military health system's official podcast. I'm Elizabeth Lockwood and it's Thursday, December 3rd, 2009. This week's episode follows up on World AIDS Day, which is recognized annually on December 1st. Today we are joined by Dr. Rick Schaefer, director of the DOD HIV AIDS Prevention Program. Dr. Schaefer is here to talk to us about the DOD's involvement in HIV AIDS prevention worldwide, as well as the DOD's collaborations with the U.S. President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, also known as PEPFAR, and with the State Department. Dr. Schaefer, welcome to Dot Mill Docs. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. On December 1st, DOD joined the administration, the Office of Global AIDS Coordination, our interagency partners, and individuals from throughout the world in celebrating World AIDS Day. Can you tell our audience what the significance of World AIDS Day is? Sure. Well, December 1st has been World AIDS Day for many years. We honor the millions of people around the world who've been impacted by the HIV and AIDS epidemic. Uh, It's an opportunity for us to recognize the many progresses that we've made, but it's also an opportunity to remember that we have so many challenges ahead of us. Uh, This year, the theme for World AIDS Day is working together, and that's especially important when it comes to the overall U.S. government effort, which supports uh, HIV around the world by utilizing uh, an interagency approach from the U.S. government. You're the director of the DOD HIV AIDS Prevention Program, also known as DHAP. Can you provide a brief overview of that program for us? Sure. Well, DHAP is is another opportunity for the U.S. military to work with partner militaries around the world. For instance, uh, militaries are very commonly working with each other when it comes to exercises and strategy and practicing the different tactics that militaries use. Um, Another opportunity is for militaries to work together when it comes to medical security cooperation. Uh, The U.S. military has had a program since 2001 which provides partner militaries around the world with support, technical assistance, resources for their own prevention, care, and treatment programs. Further, once the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief was established back in 2003, uh, the DOD became part of a number of agencies that were implementing the PEPFAR program worldwide. And the DOD's role in that is to work with the militaries of the countries that PEPFAR supports from an HIV assistance perspective. Okay, so the role that DHEP plays, particularly in the DOD's fight against HIV AIDS, it correlates mainly to how they support military operations? Yeah, so what right, what the what the DOD does is comes in and provides assistance um, as part of the overall U.S. government effort, and we focus on the military populations in, the, in these countries. And so we will provide assistance to both the uniformed populations as well as families, and we even can provide assistance to civilian communities that surround military bases that may be getting uh, health care or HIV support from the country's military system. How does all of this fit in, then, with the U.S. President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, also known as PEPFAR? So as I mentioned, PEPFAR is the large interagency program established back in 2003, and we have been able to expand the opportunities for security cooperation through uh, PEPFAR. We began our own DHAP program about two years before PEPFAR, and we were able to provide support to a limited number of countries. But once PEPFAR was established, this enabled the DOD to broaden its support uh, to both additional countries and support within the countries that we were already helping with their programs. So we fit in with all of the prevention, care, and treatment aspects of the PEPFAR program, and we ensure that we have our militaries from these countries are included in the overall national programs. 
So it sounds like you have a really large uh, platform that you can use to affect change. Yes, well, it's been it's been a real benefit for both uh, the U.S. military as well as the the partner militaries to both be part of PEPFAR and to have uh, this mission within our own military. As you may know, our own military has a very large HIV prevention care programs, which are centered within the, each of the services. Sure. Can you share some of the recent progress then that we've made um, in regards to HIV AIDS prevention care and treatment? Well, this year has been particularly exciting with some of the successes. Of course, there's still many, many challenges to go, but one of the big successes that's particularly pertinent to the U.S. DOD is that uh, there has been now, for the first time, been progress in a vaccine development. Uh, the U.S. Army has sponsored a treatment, a vaccine program, which has now, for the first time ever, shown efficacy in being able to protect individuals from infection with HIV. And so there's now a, a tremendous amount of promise for a vaccine. Uh, it's still a number of years down the road, but it actually has now for the first time been shown that it's actually possible uh, to prevent infection with HIV, and that's due to the, a large military research program. Uh, there's also been a very, uh, quite a few other successes, and most of the successes now are coming in the area of com comprehensive programs. In other words, we've seen now over and over again that individual activities or efforts when it comes to prevention, care, and treatment are only of limited value. But when we do them as an overall comprehensive program, uh, we see that these activities can make a big difference. So, for instance, uh, we've been able to determine that when you put together a prevention program under what's called a structural intervention, in other words, you establish policies and priorities, both from the highest leadership on down, we find that our prevention programs work best. And uh, a perfect example of this would be similar to our seatbelt laws in the United States, where once we put into the fact that there was a law as well as education about how well seatbelts work, hmm. we found that the seatbelt programs were much more effective. Hmm. So what are some of the challenges that still remain or obstacles that we're facing? Well, we still have a lot of work to do with actually making the treatment both accessible and success, successful. Um, there's been a, millions of people now put on treatment, especially through the, the PEPFAR program, the larger PEPFAR program, and that has included a number of military members. But there's still a long way to go to make sure that that treatment is accessible, that that treatment is comprehensive for individuals. Uh, we obviously have a lot to learn still about how to enable individuals to get the skills to change their behavior. Uh, we continue to be watching prevalence rates and incidence rates of HIV to ensure that we understand when um, the, the epidemic is changing and how it's changing to make sure we understand the risk factors. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of work that yet, is yet to be done to address all areas of prevention, care, and treatment. We're going to take a quick break for the .mil Docs Health Beat, news and information from the military health system. When we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Schaefer a little more about the future of DHAP and PEPFAR and how the DOD is poised to play a key role in the Obama administration's global health initiative. Dot Mill Docs Health Beat. Researchers are developing a new sprayable liquid wound dressing that an injured warrior could apply one-handed in a combat setting. The spray forms a tough hydrogel in seconds that conforms directly to the wound without sticking to it when removed. The researchers' goal is to address the most critical needs of injured warriors for improved wound dressings. There is no other product that provides all these benefits and is specifically designed to meet many military requirements. 
Save a Life Tour is an alcohol awareness program designed to educate people about the dangers associated with drinking and driving. It begins with a video presentation that brings gruesome images of real-life tragedies and heart-wrenching testimony from those who are left behind onto two 10-foot screens. The video is followed by a virtual experience in a 185-degree driving simulator that looks and feels like a real car. Scientists continue to discover new ways to help the body restore itself in a discipline called regenerative medicine. A new ear and nose for a service member who lost his in war, a new esophagus for a patient with cancer, and spray-on skin for burn patients. Sounds like futuristic stuff, but it's not so futuristic anymore. All these stories and more are available at health.mil. Log on to read about these and many more things happening in the military health system. This has been your .mildocs health beat for the military health system. I'm Russell Carlson. Welcome back to .mildocs. Today, Dr. Rick Schaefer, director of the DOD HIV AIDS Prevention Program, or DHAP, is talking with us about the DOD's role in global HIV AIDS research and vaccinations. Before the break, we talked about DHAP's contribution to the global fight against HIV AIDS. We're going to talk now about how DHAP plays into the Obama administration's global health initiative. Dr. Schaefer, Secretary Clinton has said that she and President Obama are deeply committed to continuing and building on PEPFAR's success. But how exactly does PEPFAR fit into the Obama administration's Global Health Initiative? Well, the PEPFAR program is a centerpiece of the new Global Health Initiative through the Obama administration. And we have the agencies that have been involved in PEPFAR have become um, focused on ensuring that the Global Health Initiative can use this PEPFAR program as a springboard. Uh, as you may know, in, when PEPFAR was reauthorized last year, it was the legislation included additional diseases such as tuberculosis and malaria. And these additional diseases have, were always included in the PEPFAR program, but now have been given the opportunity to grow in their support as individual programs. In in addition, many other aspects of global health and assistance are being brought into the Global Health Initiative, and the PEPFAR program continues to support many additional uh, linkages, such as working with maternal and child health, uh, working with issues on food and poverty. Uh, and so the, the successful HIV program has been now become an opportunity for this Global Health Initiative to, to continue to be part of this new administration's efforts. Can you share with us some brief, brief examples of how World AIDS Day is recognized globally? And also uh, tell us about some of the programs and initiatives that are being held in its honor. Well, there's a, a considerable number of activities, as you might imagine, and the Department of Defense is proud to be part of the overall U.S. government efforts in many countries uh, to put on activities during the, the global World AIDS Day uh, celebration and act, and recognition. Um, many of our programs are, are going to be part of U.S. government efforts. So, for instance, in Uganda, uh, there is a collaboration between the agencies that are supporting PEPFAR, such as CDC and the U.S. Agency for International Development and others, and they're hosting, hosting a game show on American TV, such as um, that's adapted after the Jeopardy program to increase HIV awareness and prevention. And there are a lot of other World AIDS Day activities, such as sports events um, in many countries around the world. And in fact, there's actually been a number of activities where U.S. military um, units have been involved in sports events with their partner military units. And while we're there, we also ensure that messages about prevention and care are involved. Another way that um, 
HIV activities are going on during World AIDS Day is by different events and include in them counseling and testing. So, for instance, there's, there are a number of different contests, a bodybuilding contest that's being hosted uh, in one country, and as part of it is going to be counseling and testing when it comes to HIV. So there's a, a variety of efforts, and most of our DOD efforts are part of that larger U.S. government effort that mostly are hosted by the U.S. Embassy in, in many of the countries. Dr. Schaefer, I want to thank you so much for coming and speaking with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, and it's really quite fitting that in this theme of working together, these so many agencies within the U.S. government are, are working to support both the PEPFAR program and the new Global Health Initiative, and we're proud to be part of that. That does it for us this week on Dot Mill Docs. The latest issue of MHS Profiles details the DOD's global HIV AIDS efforts. It profiles noteworthy individuals working to decrease the disease's impact on public health, global and national security, regional stability, counterterrorism, and peacekeeping efforts. Log on to health.mil slash profiles to read about how DOD's collaboration with foreign mil- militaries and promising vaccine research is helping to mitigate the effects of HIV AIDS worldwide. Join us next Thursday when Dotmill Docs returns with a visit from Rear Admiral Christine Hunter, Deputy Director of TRICARE Management Activity. Admiral Hunter will discuss how international SOS assistance has been selected by TRICARE Management Activity as the contractor for the TRICARE Overseas Program in locations outside the United States. Until next time, see you on Health.mil. This program is a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Military Health System. Dotmill Docs features the most relevant military health topics important to you and your family. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see on an upcoming episode, send us an email at dotmilldocs at tma.osd.mil. That's D-O-T-M-I-L-D-O-C-S at tma.osd.mil. Visit health.mil for more episodes. (laughs) 